0: This episode of the Trek Geeks podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash trekgeeks and you'll find over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or any MP3 player. Hi, this is Kat Roberts, Lieutenant Elizabeth Palmer on Star Trek Continues, and you are listening to the Trek Geeks podcast with Bill Smith and Dan Davidson.
1: Little show this side of the Alpha Quadrant. This is Trek Geeks, a Star Trek podcast. Greetings, friends, and welcome to episode number 37 in a row. I'm your co host, Bill Smith, and joining me, as he does every single episode, well, I think it's best to describe my co host this way The foulest stench is in the air, the funk. Of 40,000 years, no mere mortal can resist the evil of the thriller. Well, we couldn't get one of those, so you're stuck with the largely unscary and still very smelly Dan Davidson. Dan, you do smell like you're rotting inside a corpse's shell, buddy. Welcome aboard.
0: Wow. (laughs) Happy... Halloween to you, too, man. <laughs> Goodness gracious. What? I can't even. I'm done. Well, at
1: least you know it already.
0: At least. <laughs> <laughs> That's almost... I, okay. Little, uh little trivia for you. Yeah. I have that jacket. What? I have the Michael Jackson Thriller jacket.
1: How have I known you nearly yep. 20 years and I am just finding this out?
0: Yep. Way back in the day when he was that popular and, and, and all the videos were all the rage, I, got a, I don't know where it is now, but I did have it. I did a Halloween costume, a uh, Halloween party once as Michael Jackson from Thriller, uh, and it was a lot of fun.
1: Are there photos of
0: this? There were at one time, but I don't know where they are, and I wish that I still had them because it was – I am I was pretty damn proud of that costume. It was pretty good. A friend of mine went as Mr. T, and I had light dark makeup, and he had dark dark makeup, so it was actually kind of like – looked correct.
1: You – okay, so for this episode, on our page, there has to be a photo of you in that jacket current day.
0: I don't know where the jacket is now. Oh. I think when my when we when my folks moved out of their house a couple of years ago it was some of the stuff that just got ended up getting gone.
1: Uh humanity yeah. and all of trectum is weeping right now. I want and you to know that.
0: Do you remember the friends episode where um uh Ross put on the Frankie Goes to Hollywood shirt that was so tight it barely fit him? Yeah. Yeah, that would be me in the thriller jacket now. I might be able to get one <laughs> sleeve in. Thank you. <laughs>
1: You're welcome, buddy. You're welcome. Well, Dan, as we've indicated, this is episode 37, and it happens to be Halloween weekend here in the United States. Um, And I know Halloween is one of your absolute favorite holidays, isn't it?
0: It is. I love, I love the decorations. I love the, uh, I love horror movies, of course. So that's always something that, uh, goes along with Halloween. It's fun. It fall. I'm not a big fan of all the falling leaves, as my wife will tell you, because I pretty much mow the lawn every single day to get the leaves out of the yard. But I love the, the feeling in the air and the, and the, and the chill that's coming. And Halloween's great. Ghost goblins, jack-o'-lanterns, Michael Myers, the whole gambit. It's awesome.
1: Well, in just a few minutes, we're going to talk about our Halloween spook Trecular, the episodes we think fit this particular holiday. And that's really kind of got a nice ring, doesn't it? It does. (laughs) (laughs) But first, we're going to run down some news in the Trek world as we've been doing these days. So, Dan, as you know, um, it was announced this week on TrekNews.net that Leonard Nimoy's son, Adam, is going to make an appearance on one of the most popular shows on television right now.
0: Yeah, uh, I saw this news and I was really excited. Um, we saw Adam Nimoy filming, uh, his documentary when we were in Vegas, which was pretty cool. Um, he's bringing that to the, the small screen and he's going to be guest starring on The Big Bang Theory along with, uh, Will Wheaton. Um, and, uh, that's going to be pretty cool. Uh, from what I read, he's going to be interviewing Sheldon for the documentary. So that's kind of a cool tie that he's going to be interviewing a fictional character, and I really hope it makes the film actually too.
1: I I have to hope it will. I mean, what a great way to get publicity for the documentary and to get the word out there. I mean, everybody in Trektum knows that this is happening, but I think it gets a, a broader set of eyes on this project, which I think I think I think is essential, quite frankly.
0: Yeah, I think it'll be. I think it'll be a. I mean, the number one the number one show if not I know it's the number one comedy but it may be one of the number one shows on television right now um i've and and it's got a it's got an unbelievable following so i think it's going to be a great a great thing i can't remember i think big bang theory is moving to thursdays this week so i think it's this coming thursday that it's going to be airing we'll have to double check the date on that
1: it is moving to thursdays now that thursday night football is no longer on cbs thank god so uh check your local listings for the big bang theory in your local markets um, or for those of you outside the United States, I'm sure you can find a place to watch it. Uh, Dan, also in news regarding Leonard Nimoy, it appears that a new memoir is going to be released this coming winter from somebody who knows him pretty well.
0: Yeah, a little bit. Um, he, he's he's uh, done quite a few books too, a couple memoirs himself. William Shatner, uh, and he is joined by co-writer David Fisher. They're going to pay tribute to Leonard Nimoy uh, in a new book called Leonard my 50 year friendship with a remarkable man and just the title itself is 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 really special i think uh we all know that that bill and leonard had a very special relationship um and i'm i'm looking forward to seeing this it's going to be released in february uh, of 2016 um it looks like it's going to be 288 pages and there will be an audio cd at some point in the future don't know who's going to be uh doing the audio but that would be really cool if it was more, if it was Mr. Shatner himself. I can tell you from his other memoirs,
1: it's probably a ninety nine percent certainty that he will read it as the author. Nice, nice. I am looking forward to this this memoir uh, more than I could have thought possible. I I've known that these two men share a special bond and have for you know nearly half a century, and I I think it's a a fitting and touching tribute uh, for Mr. Shatner with regard to
0: to Leonard. Yep. Uh one of the things I like the most about it and and I will be I will be honest I did not know a lot about it until this week and then I started reading it a little bit more. Just the cover for this book maybe one of the best pictures I've ever seen of Leonard Nimoy. It's an older he is, as he's older I'm not sure how old he is in the picture but it's just a fantastic picture of him um and it, it, it to me it stands out and it's like oh my gosh that's Leonard Nimoy I got to read this. I'm looking forward to it.
1: I agree. I think it's a book that, that Trek fans will love. I think it's a book that fans will appreciate. And I I truly look forward to this insight. You know, They worked together for so long and, and so closely that it, it'll be interesting to hear how that friendship started mm-hmm. and how it evolved through the years. I think that'll be absolutely fascinating.
0: I think it'll be great. One of the things that unfortunately we've seen over the years with cast of the original series is somebody says one thing and somebody says something Somebody says something different and you don't know who's who's saying well, – who's truthful, who's you know adding on a little bit more than they should. I don't think we ever had that between Bill and, and uh, Leonard. So it will be great to see uh, all the stories that I'm sure he's going to tell.
1: Well, their friendship always kind of avoided that fray of the yes. stories. I mean you heard about some of the legendary practical jokes that, that Bill would pull on Leonard you know and 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 at their convention appearances, I'm sure they told some of those stories, mm-hmm. but I think it's good to to have it you know written down for the ages
0: right honestly, right, yeah, it's going to be a great read
1: well, Dan, finally, in news, we have an update on Star Trek Renegades, so obviously their new Kickstarter has launched it's off to a a halfway decent start, but there was something extremely interesting on that page
0: as far as casting. Wouldn't you agree? I don't know if I'd use the word interesting. Uh, It sure was a shocking uh, thing to look at on their Kickstarter page and one that really started to get my blood boiling right up front, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, Everyone knows that they're having a lot of big names in their next episodes of Renegades, and one of them is Terry Farrell. Um, So we've been discussing – what, what's she going to do in this? I mean, we've got all kinds of other actors. We've got Aaron Eisenberg is going to be playing Nog. Um, uh, Robert Beltran is going to be playing Chakotay. So we're like, what is what is Terry going to do? Well, on the Kickstarter page, there is a picture of her, and it says Terry Farrell as Jadzia. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> say what? <laughs> and I'll tell you, you and I, when we first saw this, you and I had a conversation, and I was fit to be tied, I think it's safe to say. Um I do too. Well, how th- I'm telling you right now. We've got a theory and we'll get into that in a second. But if this is some way shape or form our Jadzia Dax is somehow brought back into this into the regular Star Trek universe, I'm going to flip out in not a good way.
1: Uh I think a lot of people will <laughs> Uh, Because you can't – how do you unkill a character? I mean, we did it with Spock, obviously. Yeah. But there were circumstances around that. You know, there was a a Vulcan process, if you will. Yep. The Genesis planet, you know, uh, and getting his Katra back in his head through the uh, the Faltor Pan, I think it was. Mm -hmm. But we talked about this, and the more I think about it, the more I think it is a viable theory. And the only way you can get – this mishmash of characters together in a story that makes any kind of sense is if none of them are the people we truly know. And the only way to do that is if this entire episode of Renegades is a Mirror Universe episode.
0: (laughs) You know how I feel about the Mirror Universe.
1: (laughs) I do. (laughs) But the only way you can have a Chakotay and a Jadzia and a Nog and a Jake Sisko and uh, Molly O'Brien – And any all of these characters exist in some kind of cohesive story without it really seeming like a reach is if it's a mirror episode because as far as we know, Jadzia is still alive in the mirror universe.
0: Yeah. And an interesting part about this is – we talked about this also. It doesn't say Jadzia Dax as who she's playing. It just says Jadzia. So earlier this week, I went through and into the – all of I went into the Deep Space Nine episodes and I – Looked at quickly all of the scenes that have Jadzia in the mirror universe and they never call her Dax that I could find. So it is quite possible that this Jadzia will be the mirror universe Jadzia that never had the symbiont put in her.
1: Do we know that the mirror universe Jadzia never had the symbiont?
0: No, we don't. That's, that's what I was trying to figure out. If, if Cisco calls her Dax or old man or something like that, I would think, okay, she's got the symbiont. There's never any indication in the ones that I've been looking at that she has definitely, definitively has the symbiont in her.
1: So for now, that's our working theory. We don't know if it's right. We could find out a year from now or whenever the next episode premieres that we're totally wrong. And we will happily admit that that could be the case. Yeah. However, if we're shaking our magic Trek 8 ball, right now, signs point to yes. And that's all we're saying. Yep. So we reserve the right to change our story. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if it makes us look good.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. But you always look good, Bill.
1: Uh, what can I say? It. Uh, I wake up looking like this. Whew, I'm glad I-, I don't get to see that. <laughs> 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 well, Dan, moving on. Moving on. Into our Halloween (laughs) spooktrekular. I know you're very excited about this. Very
0: excited. Yes,
1: yes. So this week on a blog called Geeks of Doom, they released their Horror of Star Trek, which was a Halloween viewing guide. And they had about, what, a dozen episodes on there for, you know, a, a playlist for what they thought made excellent Halloween viewing in the Star Trek universe. And we took a look at that list and we kind of scratched our head and, Mm -hmm. you know, we we enjoyed some of the picks. We kind of laughed at others and then we were like, excuse me? (laughs) So we're going to talk a little bit about that list today as well as what we'd add and remove from the list. So why don't we kick it off? Okay. The very first episode on the list is the very first broadcast episode of Star Trek, the original series, and that's the man trap. Yeah. Yeah. Dan, what do you think about the inclusion of this particular episode?
0: I like the man trap in there. Um, it's the first episode; you don't know what you're going to expect. If, as back in the '60s, for this episode, it's a scary episode. You don't know what's going on. It has it has a it has a air of foreboding in it. It's creepy. Um, the only the only reason I might take it off the list is you don't actually get to see the salt vampire until like the final few minutes of the whole episode. And granted. The salt vampire is a scary looking chick, dude, whatever it is, because she's Nancy Crater. But, um, it, it's, it's definitely a scary monster. Good Halloween theme. Only question, is it a little too late when you see her for the first time or him or it or whatever?
1: I don't think it is. I think that it's a payoff for what happens in the, the beginning part of the episode. I mean, you think back to some of the real classic, you know, B grade horror movies of like the 1950s. And a lot of times you don't get the payoff of the villain until like the last third of the movie, like say mm-hmm. a lot of the old Vincent Price movies, for example. Okay. Um, so I, I think it's I think it works in this case, and I, I almost think it's it's a good way to start the list. But that's just me. Okay. So for now, we'll keep it in the list, barring a, another replacement, as it were. How's that?
0: That sounds good. I like that.
1: So the next one on the list is yet another original series episode, and quite honestly, it's one of my favorites. And the, I remember the first time I saw this, I was probably about 12 years old. I was watching a small, like 18 inch color TV in my parents' bedroom that had rabbit ears. And it was the TOS episode, Devil in the Dark. And I was watching it in the dark. And I'm here to tell you as a 12 year old, that episode was a little freaky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go ahead. So I, I think for that, I, I think it's, I think it's good to have on this list, but I, it, it's status is on the fence for me.
0: On the fence is a very good way to put it because, like you, as a young child watching it can freak you out. I mean, the, 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 the Horda is scary looking if you're a kid. Um, the episode takes place in dark tunnels and it's underground and that's got a good scary effect to it. But Halloween episode, I would be on the fence with it. Awesome, excellent episode, but just, I'm not sure if it's a Halloween episode. There'd probably be other ones uh, up on the list higher than this.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. I'm not really keen on including it necessarily, because I know there are other ones that probably fit this list a lot better. Yeah, I agree. So, the next episode on their list is... (laughs) It's an absolutely terrible episode. Awful. Awful. The first time I saw Michael Dorn at a Star Trek convention... It was the weekend this episode premiered, and I saw him in Providence, Rhode Island, and the episode is Night Terrors. And he came on the stage and said, yeah, how about that episode? (laughs) Yeah, that one's not great, is it? (laughs) So even back during first run TNG, he knew that wasn't the greatest of episodes. However, I think there are some classic Halloween elements, don't you?
0: Yeah, the one that stands out for me is when Beverly is hallucinating and all the bodies are like rising up under the sheets from the autopsy table. Yeah. That's, that's the one that stands out the most for me. Other than that, not, not anything I would even bring up. That episode's bad.
1: Yeah, cause the whole Troy and the flying harness thing. Yeah. Is, is a little creepy. It almost, it seems like an extremely weak take on some kind of nightmare-type movie. Because remember, they're going through sleep deprivation. Yeah. So they're sort of living these nightmares. Yeah. And I think that could have worked on another level. But I think in this, it just, it really fell extremely flat.
0: Where are you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you can't see it right now, but Dan is trying to float like Deanna Troy. When, when she's floating, I almost think she should be wearing a cape. And uh, yeah. it just it looks so absurd.
0: Yeah, yeah, not a, not not one of their finest moments, but the autopsy table scene was good.
1: The autopsy table scene is, is the best one in the whole episode, quite frankly.
0: Gates looks terrified in that scene. She does a good job.
1: Well, if all those red shirts sat up at, at that time, I think I'd be <laughs> terrified too. <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> not as terrifying as the next one on the list though, right? Right. Why don't you go ahead? Yeah, I don't even know what to say about this one. Um, when I was looking through the list – this is the one where I was literally dropping f bomb saying, are you blanking kidding me? Um, and the children shall lead from the original series. Uh, bonk, bonk on the head, man. Bonk, Who put that bonk. in the list? That is – no, no, freaking no. That's what I typed from my notes. Not not anything – I wouldn't put this on any list.
1: I would put it on a list of garbage. <laughs> <the> of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: OK. Yeah.
1: And, OK. So – the Enterprise gets to a Federation colony where the adults have all killed themselves. And at the thought of having to watch this episode, I kind of understand why they did it. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's bad. It's very bad. I think the reason that maybe it's in the list, the only thing I can – the only reason I can see this being in the list is the author of the list takes the Gorgon and kind of makes it as if he's a ghost type thing. I mean, we see him when we see him on the bridge, and it's like, as you put it, his shiny little shower curtain. Right. Um, he looks like a ghost. That's the only reason I can possibly fathom why it's on here.
1: But he—he's not even remotely scary. No, he- hello, children. <laughs> <You know. laughs> I just—it's—it's uh, it's painful. It's—it's yeah. it's terrible. It's yeah. not a Halloween episode.
0: Not at all. Not at Would all. Would you think that that uh, not up to get off on a tangent? But do you think that that's maybe the worst TOS episode?
1: It it's up there. Yeah, I think there are others that could be included rather easily. Yeah, and perhaps that's uh, that's an episode for the near Absolutely. future. Yeah, perhaps the the worst of TOS. Yeah. Um, for me, there's there's a handful of episodes that come to mind, including the last episode. But that's mm. a discussion for another time. Yes, it is okay. All for right. now. And the next episode on this particular list is actually an episode a lot – we could have put this in an episode on TNG like last week where yeah. people generally don't like this episode and I love this episode. I love it too. Uh, it's I think it's totally scary. It's It shows the crew in a way we've never seen them and you know, the lighting, the music, the camera angles – Uh, The episode is Genesis from Star Trek The Next Generation, and it's the one where the crew starts to devolve into other forms of human life. So Troy is some kind of amphibian, Mm -hmm. and Riker looks like this – it looks like a Sasquatch, quite honestly. Cro-Magnon.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sasquatch.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Barkley turns into like this sort of insectoid or spider, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. It's been a little while since I've seen the episode, but the first time I watched it, I was like,
0: man. Yeah. This is freaky. Yep, it is uh, the first time that Barkley like fully, fully more or devolved into the spider creature and he came up against the window, I think, at, like the glass of an engineering and was all. That was,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was that noise again?
0: <laughs> yeah, it was great. Worf evolves into some kind of Klingon thing. Uh, yeah, it, it's a good. And, it's a great episode, and what you said is what stands out. Not so much that they're monstrous-looking with spiders and and what Troy looks like in Wharf and everybody. The lighting, there's a, there's a lot of you know dark dark scenes and flashing lights. The music that all really gives into the atmosphere of a horror episode and a scary episode. That's that's one of the top ones on this list. I think.
1: I think so. I think it absolutely has to be included. I know there are a lot of people who don't like this episode, and that's fine, but if you're doing some Halloween watching and you want to watch some Star Trek, I think this one has to be close to the top of the list.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: Throw out Night Terrors, throw out And the Children Shall Lead. Yeah. Put Genesis in there because uh, you'll be glad you did, I think.
0: Yeah, I I agree. Um, Next on the list is an interesting one, I thought, when when we were looking through the list. An original series episode, one of my favorite episodes. I've always liked this episode – um, our good friend Scotty gets into trouble yet again in The Wolf in the Fold. Um, I think that this is on the list sort of to bring across a serial killer slash Michael Myers type character episode into Star Trek. Um, I thought it was brilliantly done. Good murder mystery. Um, you got that terror aspect with, um, Reject, 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 reject. Ah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting carried away. I love it. I love the episode. It's great.
1: I think it's a great one to include because I think it takes a, a very standard, you know, story stereotype, pardon the alliteration that you hear, you know, member of the crew accused of murder. I think we've seen it in every incarnation of Star Trek. Mm-hmm. But it, it does it the most creative way. Uh, It makes it an alien presence. It makes it one that can jump from form to form. It ties it back to Jack the Ripper in original London. Yeah. Um, And then it involves the computer. Yep. Which is is brilliant. And I think that not only is it a well-written story, but it's a very well-crafted episode. For me, I think it's one that belongs on the list.
0: Yeah, I agree. One of the things I was also going to say is, um, unfortunately, I can't think of his name off the top of my head, but the the actor who plays Mr. Hengist does a really good job because at the beginning you don't have the you don't there's no way that this little guy could be involved whatsoever. He's just this, you know just this little dude who's helping out. Um but uh he does a he does a very good job uh as as Mr. Hengist and then ends up being the killer. Jack the Ripper.
1: He's the the same actor who was the voice of Piglet. Piglet,
0: yes. Yeah, he is the same actor, yep. I'm trying to figure, find his name real quick, but I'm having trouble. Um, uh, but, it's an,
1: uh, it's an actor named John Fiedler. Okay. He's got a, a variety of credits from you know for that span decades. Yes. Everything from Winnie the Pooh to the original Twelve Angry Men, uh the Odd Couple, the original film, uh some Disney work in there with like the Emperor's New Groove, mm-hmm. uh Star Trek, LA Law, you name it, the Monsters. Wow. <laughs> he's he's all over the place, but he is probably best remembered as the voice of Piglet in the original animated films from Disney.
0: Yep. Yeah, he does a great job. The whole episode is, is well done. Um, the only thing that always – it's kind of creeped me out, which may be why it could be in this episode, is the very beginning when the belly dancer is there and they've got her on screen. Her eyes freak me out, man. Always <laughs> have. She's like – It's like, no, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dan
1: – Moving on to the next episode, let me ask you a question. How do you feel about clowns?
0: I'm not a clown fan, but I'm not like a lot of other people are, where they completely freak people out. But I'm not either.
1: And the next episode is from Star Trek Voyager, and it's The Thaw, which figure uh, features Michael McKean from Laverne and Shirley as mm-hmm. this clown of yep. sorts. Yeah. And it's not an episode I particularly enjoy. Mainly because I don't find clowns or or that kind of face paint scary, right? I can see where some people would, and I'm kind of on the fence about it being in the episode. I mean, it's a it's an interesting enough premise, you know. Uh, it's a, it's a decent episode for both you know Harry Kim and for Garrett Wong who plays mm-hmm. Harry Kim. Yeah, but overall, it's it's not one I feel a, a real emotional tie to so i'm kind of on the fence as to whether or not i would include it how about you
0: From my notes i put people think anything with clowns is scary so i'm thinking that's why it's on the list a lot of people don't like clowns a lot of people are just terrified of clowns but i will say you're right the makeup for this episode was not anything that would you know creep me out at all you know i i'd think of um pennywise from the stephen king book if i'm going to think of a scary clown um I will say that Michael McKean did a good job in this episode. Um I liked seeing him. It's, it's it was interesting to see uh Lenny <laughs> playing the character that he did. But again, it's with a lot of Voyager episodes, we always come back to the same thing, don't we man? The writing. Um it's not one that stands out as a great episode for me and not something that stands out as a Halloween episode very much for me either. I, as as we talk about it, I don't know that it fits for me as a Halloween episode. Although
1: I think it's not a poorly written episode necessarily. There are some elements in it I think are a, a decent enough story and, and make it a stretch for Star Trek. You know, I, I think the best Star Trek's challenge are preconceived notions. And this one definitely does. I mean, it has some of the, the stereotypical the captain has to save the day kind of stuff. So I I think that in that sense, just as an episode of Star Trek, it works. But for me... Looking at Halloween, I, I really I really don't dig it all that much. Yeah. So, okay.
0: That's good, my thoughts. Good, good. All right.
1: Moving Excellent. on, we have a, another episode of Star Trek The Next Generation, and it's called Identity Crisis. And if you remember, that's the one where Geordi uh, starts turning into an alien based on something he encountered on an away mission several years previously.
0: Right. Um, I think... F- think for me again this is on the list because of what he looks like as the episode continues along seems a lot of these episodes are are in the list simply because of in my opinion maybe what we're seeing on the screen uh we talked about the man trap at the beginning with the salt vampire Jory looks like a glowy blob by the end of the episode with with blue veins and stuff like that 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 are that are glowing in the dark and I'm not sure if the story itself is one that would make this included in a Halloween watching list. If you want to see something creepy as in terms of what you're seeing on the screen, yeah, maybe. But for story, I don't think I would put it in here.
1: I absolutely wouldn't, especially with regard to story. It's just it's not that compelling an episode, quite frankly. Yeah. I, don't, I don't even think the Alien you know makes it worth inclusion, quite honestly. It's not a terrible episode.
0: It's just not very halloween yeah, I agree 100%. Yeah, definitely would be one that I would have taken off this list.
1: Yeah. yeah. So the next episode is one that I remember watching, and I've had to look at the synopsis to recall it, but I, I almost think it fits on this list, and that's an enter- uh, an Enterprise episode called Impulse. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's, um, it's the only one from Enterprise on the list, and I will admit that I, I – have not had the opportunity to reread the synopsis I don't recall very much of this episode but what I do recall of it would definitely put it on this list undead Vulcans of course that's what they look like they're they're being affected or have some kind of virus or something if I recall correctly but that really stands out as something that would be a Halloween episode for me you got Vulcans undead dark to screaming at the top of her lungs on on the sick bay on in sick bay Good scary episode from what I remember. I just unfortunately don't remember the whole story behind it. Looking at the synopsis,
1: I think I absolutely would include it. I mean, how do you go wrong with zombie Vulcans? Yeah. I mean let's call them what they are. You know, they're they're sort of walking around like zombies. They look Zulkins. like zombies. Zulkins. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Zulkins always make the Halloween list. So write that down. <laughs> The next episode on the list from mm. Geeks of Doom really has me scratching my head. I yeah. I don't get it. I don't get it either. It's a it's an original series episode. It's a classic episode. It teaches us a lot about Kirk. It teaches us a lot about Kirk when he's wrong and kind of introduces Kirk the Jerk as I like to refer to it. <laughs> but it's it's TOS's obsession.
0: Yeah. Um I have no idea why this is on the list. It's a great episode. I've always liked this episode a lot, like a lot. But, uh, <laughs> I don't know why it's on here. I guess maybe because of the psychological aspects of it. Um, but other than that, I can't think of any reason why it's on here. Oh, maybe because they call it the cloud vampire. I, I don't know. I mean, a lot of, a lot of. People reference the, the creature as the cloud vampire. Um, so maybe that has something to do with why it's on it. That's not a reason to put it on the list, though.
1: No, it's really not. Um, it's not even scary. I mean, the Buck Rogers space vampire is scarier, for God's sake. Yeah. <laughs> now there's a Halloween episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, take this one right off the list.
1: Yeah, it's it shouldn't be included. It's not worth it. It's a good episode. It's a great Kirk episode. Yep but it's it's not scary it's not halloweenish
0: right i agree and uh just a little sidebar um for those of you who may not have read the autobiography of james t kirk good stuff about obsession in that book just going to put that out there for you all righty yes moving okay. along though um i'm going to talk about or i'm going to have you talk about i should say one of your favorite episodes if i recall correctly from our last discussion um a good Riker episode from Star Trek The Next Generation, frame of mind. We had a big discussion about this last week, I believe.
1: We did. And I have to tell you, I've gone back and forth on this episode on whether or not it should be Halloween watching. You know, I think of some of the, the classic horror films or even some of the ones in like, say, the early 70s and 80s. And they deal with people losing their minds. I mean, somehow mental institutions figure into some horror films Mm -hmm. rather prominently. And I think if I approach it from that aspect, it could fit. Because Riker is really being driven out of his mind to the point where he's deranged. Mm -hmm. But it's more of an internal struggle than it is driving him to do something scary, if that makes sense.
0: Yep. Um I agree 100% with what you said. As a matter of fact, that's why I have it on the list or I don't mind having it on the list is what you just said. Mental institution, somebody going crazy. I think of Smith's Grove from Halloween with Michael Myers. That's why this is on this list because you've got someone who's in a deranged state and doesn't know what's reality and what isn't reality. The way that they play it off in this episode as I've rethought it since our discussion last week is done really well and – uh, Frakes does a fantastic job of, of looking like he's losing his mind in this episode. And I think that's why this is on the list.
1: Well, you know, you've won me over with that argument. I think that I'm, I'm squarely, you know, putting it on the list and rather confidently. So thanks, buddy. Hey, I, I'm here to help you. <laughs> <laughs> well, the next episode is actually one I just watched this morning before we recorded this because I'd never seen it before. And, It's the only other Star Trek Voyager episode on the list, and it's The Haunting of Deck 12. So an an alien has come aboard Voyager and sort of infiltrated the computer, and it needs to get back home. And in the commission of telling this story, Neelix tells the the Borg children a ghost story, or in ghost story form. Excuse me. Let me interrupt. Borg children?
0: Yeah, so— That's all I'm going to (laughs) say.
1: Remember that I have not watched all of Star Trek Voyager. So cherry picking this episode was a little jarring to me because I'm like, well I knew there was Ichub, for example, but I'm like, who are these other kids? Where do they come from? Yeah. <laughs> so there's a whole bunch of stuff that I've missed in Voyager. This episode doesn't really do anything for canon per se, but it 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 doesn't it doesn't really scare me because it seems like they tried to make a Halloween episode and didn't necessarily hit the mark on it. What do you think?
0: Oh, I think they struck out on it completely. Okay. Um, uh, it's, it, again, again, you, you, you got to wonder – and we're not, I'm not trying to downplay the people that put the list together. But you got to wonder what they're thinking when they were putting some of these things in the list. Right. Is it possibly only because the title of the episode is The Haunting of Deck 12? Um, I, I understand uh, also, you know, Neelix is telling a ghost story around a campfire and blah, blah, blah. It just does not work uh, uh, at all for me. Um, no. at, at all.
1: <laughs> it would have, uh, it, it, I think it would have been better if it had been planet side and mm-hmm. there had been something else going on, but yep. they would have had to build up to it. I, I think there's a lot of things about this episode that don't work as far as Voyager goes, mm-hmm. but just. Don't work as far, far as a Halloween
0: episode goes, quite right. honestly. Yeah, I would agree. Um, yeah, not another one that I would really have up high on the list, if on the list at all. Um, the last episode we have in the list, um, is an interesting one. It's a next generation episode. Um, I, I'm sure you can all picture Riker floating through his quarters, uh, on into some kind of, uh, vortex. Uh, it's schisms and, I can totally see why this is on the list. It's not a great episode by any stretch of the imagination to me. Um, but the whole idea of alien abduction, Area 51, uh, that type of thing, I totally can see why it is in the list as a Halloween episode because you're getting you're, – you're being taken into another dimension and being uh, experimented on by aliens just like the old horror movies from the 50s, 60s, etc. Um so, I can definitely see why this is on the list.
1: I can too. I think it is a great examination of things that scare people. I mean, we think of our heroes in Star Trek as you know going boldly, as it were mm-hmm. you know they're they're fearless on some level, and they rebound from everything really quickly. you know they they see things that you know scare and terrify other people, and in the commission of you know performing their missions. You know, they, they move on to the next week and, and yep. the next stop on the journey. But this one is particularly jarring, and I think that it fits a Halloween theme. Yeah. I, I think it, it belongs on this episode list without a doubt.
0: Right. One of the things that stands out for me in this episode is is that you see – when you see some of the examples of the experiments that these aliens have done, like Riker's wrist had been broken and reset – um, stuff like that. I thought it was very well done in terms of an alien abduction. Not a great, great episode, I don't think. Um, it doesn't, it's not one that stands out to me as one of the best, but the idea of it and, and the horror involved, I think is very well done and should be on this list, definitely.
1: I agree with you. Uh, so we've probably removed about half of these episodes from the list, wouldn't you say? Yep. If, there were any we were going to add to sort of enhance this list and make it better. You know, you're the Halloween guy between the two of us. Which ones do you think belong on this list that weren't included?
0: I have a list of, of quite a few that I might have put in there. Some of them, unfortunately though, I, I, I'm kind of a hypocrite when I say, because a couple of the things I have on here are based solely on the fact of what the alien looks like. So you got to take it with a grain of salt. One of the ones that I would put on, first of all, before I get into the list, why isn't Cat Spa on this list? Yeah. That was specifically written to be a Halloween episode. It's got everything in Halloween. It's got skeletons. It's got witches. It's got fog and dark dungeons. Um, I'm not sure why this isn't on the list. Now, it's not a great episode, but there's a lot of not great episodes that are on the list. I was very surprised that I didn't see Kat's Ball on the list. What about you? I
1: am too. I mean, in its its cheesiness factor. <laughs> I mean, every time I see <laughs> the uh, the house cat, that's you know makes they make it look giant. I'm like, oh, that's a regular size cat. Come on, that's camera trickery. Um, you know, I, I laugh at it, but I mean, like you said, it was written as a Halloween episode on purpose. Mm-hmm. it fits the time it fits the original series it's not a great story but i mean i think you absolutely have to include it on the list yeah there's so yep. many cheesy halloween movies out there from every decade mm-hmm. you know if you're gonna watch a halloween list of star trek episodes you have to include cat's paw
0: yeah absolutely agree just just the the scene with kirk and the dungeon trying to make his neck the same angle as the skeleton next to him is is my favorite part of that whole episode um <laughs> One that I may have thrown on the list and it may go back to what you were talking about earlier with, um, the devil in the dark is I would throw Corbinite maneuver on there. Corbinite, excuse me. And the reason I would throw that in there for me is just because I remember when I was a little kid, Baylock scared the schnizzle out of me. He was a scary looking alien when he was on, not, not Howard. I'm not talking about Clint Howard. I'm talking about the puppet Baylor Um, he really scared. He was really scary, uh, when he was on the view screen.
1: I think the only thing that scares me about this selection is that you've used the word schnizzle to describe it.
0: <laughs> schnizzle. <laughs>
1: please, please don't ever use that word again. <laughs> I, um, for me, I don't know if I'd include it. I, uh, I see why you did, but I was never really. All that scared by the Corbamite maneuver. You know what I mean?
0: Well, that's that's why it, that's why it was kind of like a wrestling of whether I would add it in the list or not. It was basically just that one part scared me when I was a kid. Okay, sort of like the Gorn. I didn't put Arena in the list, but the Gorn used to always scare the crap out of me when I was a kid. Right. you scary looking dude. Um one that I also thought might be good from the original series to throw in there because of the fear factor, is Lights of Zatar. Ooh. When those creatures are are taking over someone, and the, like the, I remember at the beginning, the old woman, and 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 she's like, oh, that just that's like, whoa, that's just freaky. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't know where I don't know
1: how you're able to make these sounds because I don't know many humans who can. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But, uh, that was one that, that when I was going through the list of episodes, I'm like, Oh, yeah, that, that could be on there. That's a creepy episode. Uh, you're getting, um, what's the word? Uh, uh not abducted, but, um, taken over by another life form. What's that word? buddy? Possessed. Thank you. You're getting possessed. It's a possession episode. Um, of course, there's another, yet another love interest for Scotty. He seems to be like the Jadzia Dax of the original series, but, um, he, you know, he has to deal with watching what happens uh, to his love interest, and just those aliens were creepy. And I, and if I remember correctly, wasn't it kind of like they did like a, a negative on the face of the actor, where it was kind of like like a uh, camera negative? It was kind of, yeah. X rayish. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of creepy as well.
1: I agree um, with that one. I think I would put it on there. Uh, it's it's never been one of my favorite episodes of TOS. I don't dislike it. Yeah. But it kind of falls in the middle of the pack for me. Okay. But if I'm thinking about it from a Halloween perspective, yeah, I think that's interesting enough. I mean, we look at some of the movies that have been out in the last 15 years or so. There are hauntings, there are possessions, you know, there's a paranormal activity, yep. you know, all those things. I think it fits and I think that it could very easily be good Halloween watching.
0: Good, good, good. I'm glad so, you
1: agree. So which one's on your list next, buddy?
0: Next, I'm going to move up to, uh, TO, uh, TNG for a couple of episodes. And this one, it might, it might not make, it may or may not make your list. I'm not sure. I know you like the episode. The, the idea of this creature is what puts it on the list for me. And that's skin of evil. Arnimus is badass monster. Yeah. Um, it, it's, I think, I think if you're looking at the entire episode as a whole, it's not so much a scary horror episode as, as, you know, it's, it's when Tasha leaves us, but, I think, from a standpoint of how scary he is and what it's like every time he's in a scene, that could make the list because it's pretty creepy.
1: I'm kind of on the fence about it. I think that if done slightly differently, Armis could have been the type of central figure like a Freddy or a Jason. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that if they'd approached it like that, that malevolence could have been used in a much more terrifying way. So I'm kind of on the fence. Okay. Um, I might include it, but if it was getting late and I wanted to go to bed, I might say,
0: eh, eh, yeah. maybe next time. Okay. All right. That's fair. Though. Uh, no, very fair. Uh, it's, it's, I'll, I will say that going through the next generation, it was very difficult to find ones that would be definitively on the list. Yeah. They're all fence episodes, I think, including the next one. Uh, Devil's Do. Interesting. Uh, Ardra, you know, she's playing the devil for this race, and then of course Fecklar. When she turns into Fecklar, that's a pretty scary moment. That's a scary looking Klingon monster. Um it's a it's a very on the fence one for me too, but I figured I would throw it out there.
1: For imagery I would have to agree, but story wise I don't think I'd put it on. Yeah. I mean it, it struck me as interesting that they included that imagery in a Star Trek episode. Mm -hmm. you know, acknowledging, you know, the lore of both Feklar and Satan, for example. Yep, Yep. Uh, Since, you know, Roddenberry was a a secular humanist and and Trek is sort of approached from that vein. So, but I mean, those characters look scary. Yeah, they do. But, you know, when you come into the end of the episode, you find out that Ardra is essentially a con woman. Yeah. Then I don't know if that works for me. I guess I'd have to think about that one.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like I said, story-wise, it's going to be uh it's going to be a tough one to put on the list but visually i i actually had forgotten about the whole satan aspect and when she looks like that absolutely um but yeah it is basically she's just she's an illusionist and, and you know but uh, i threw it up there okay to to digest so to speak the other one the next two are kind of kind of funny ones and uh, you're probably going to hear my dog start barking cuz someone's walking by the yard there you go Maybe they don't like this list either. Um, but I put realm of fear from the next generation as a possible one. I mean, monster giant worms and the transporter who actually turn out to be people that Barkley is having problems with. Mm. Okay. I
1: can see that one. I just actually watched that the other day. Yeah. Um, I think that one fits on the list. You know, when you talk about it for many of the same reasons that frame of mind does. Yeah you know barkley's you know anxiety with regard to using the transporter gets manifested in a really you know c- tangible way right. with aliens that look like slugs that are going to eat your face
0: yes yep the only thing the one thing i did not like about that episode is how it is the whole idea of these creatures that barkley sees as giant giant slugs like you said turn out to actually be crew pe- crew members stuck in the transporter buffer that was right. a little eh, eh. but the whole idea of of his anxiety his fears how he was able to um portray that as an actor. Uh, I thought Dwight did a good job, sort of like what Frake's was de- doing with Frame of Mind like we just mentioned. Um I liked I liked that one.
1: I agree. His his anxiety and fear is is credible, it's tangible, it's palpable. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. understand why he's that anxious and it kind of makes you feel that anxiety yourself. So right. based on that, I think it could work.
0: Yep. Okay. The last one I have on the list that I would add is is a complete um parody, uh, a joke, but I wanted to throw it in there for your benefit because you're my pal. (laughs) And any episode that has cellular peptide cake with mint frosting (laughs) has got to be listed in a Halloween episode and that is the Data Nightmare episode Phantasms. I'm sure it's one of your favorites, Bill.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I have to go on the record here (laughs) and say, we we could have talked about this last week, but I'm almost kind of glad we saved it for this week. I loathe (laughs) <laughs> every data dreaming episode because to me they're just utterly unwatchable yeah you know it's if i wanted to do dream analysis i'd start reading books you know right. textbooks yeah but this episode in particular just always annoyed the heck out of me because of the whole cellular peptide cake with peppermint frosting yeah. you know and then beverly's using the straw to to suck stuff out of frake's right. brain you know, he's sort of sitting there with his chin on his his palm, yeah, and She's it's got like lips pursed, yeah, and it's like, uh, what what is the point? What it's not even a scary nightmare. No, you know, it's a nightmare not. that makes you go, what? Yeah. So yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I knew you'd like that one. I mean, maybe the maybe the scene where Deanna gets stabbed, and then they actually see in in reality that she's got some kind of organisms uh, where the wound was in the dream. Right? Maybe, but I thought I thought you'd just get a kick out of that one. That's I, that's for you. That one's all for you, buddy.
1: Oh, thank you, man. You were a you're a giver. That's all I have to say.
0: <laughs> so, do you have any other episodes? I don't have any other episodes that I would add to the list. Um, I didn't I. I didn't want to have a, a huge list. Um, I did have a couple that I would possibly remove. We pretty much talked about all of those. Um, but just to reiterate, I would probably take off the man trap even though I love the episode and it's scary and creepy. But I talked about how you don't actually see the um, vampire monster until the final few minutes. But we went over that whole thing in your and your take on it as well. Um, we both agree one hundred and fifty percent that And the Child Children Shall Lead should just not be on there. Just no. just no. No. Take it off. A thousand um, times no. And I originally had thought maybe removing devil in the dark but as I thought about it more and also listened to your take on it I would leave that that one on there so I would only have those uh, the definite the definite and the children shall lead and then the other ones that we talked about earlier about taking off the list yeah uh, that's all I got I think the
1: thing that surprised me about this list and your additions is that there are no entries from deep space nine
0: no I went through I went through a list of every single episode um, and I could not find anything that even remotely would resemble a Halloween episode that I would want to put on there.
1: I've seen some people count Empok Nor, but that doesn't strike me as a particularly no. Halloweenish episode. It's more like Die Hard.
0: Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it on there. I when when I came through, I was when I went through it and came through Empok Nor, I was like, no yeah it's the' scary parts it's an abandoned station it's just floating at an odd angle in space, and there's something there, but it's not it's not it's not Halloween
1: I think if it were rewritten, it could very easily lend itself mm-hmm. to that sure because it's it's essentially starting off with a haunted house, yeah yeah and they could have very easily written it in a way that allowed for that to happen, but you know what they're up against fairly early on. I think right. it's, for me, it's borderline. I could see why some people think it ought to be included, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure if I would. I think that if I were going to rewrite it, it could very well be a Halloween episode. Okay. So. Excellent. Well, Dan, that but- about wraps up this particular episode. Um, we know that other people may have episodes they want to include or that they want to take off our list. Is there a way that they might be able to get us that information? No. No? Great. <laughs> well,
0: thanks, everybody. Okay, here comes my speech. You know, I, you guys, I live for this every week to talk about how you can contact us because we do want to hear from you, and we have heard from a lot of you, and we love getting all the feedback. Um, on Twitter, Facebook, and Skype, our handle is TrekGeeks. Uh, you can also send us an email at trekgeeks at starfleet.com, or you can send us a voicemail, or leave us a voicemail, I should say, at uh, 508-784-1701. Um, additionally on twitter if you want to send bill an individual tweet his handle is at trek geek bill that's at trek geek bill and mine is at dcdds 9 we would love to hear from you um, also as you all know we now have our own official facebook group uh, for trek geeks it's called camp Kittimer um, feel free to us uh, to to join the club so to speak we will let you write in the address is facebook.com groups slash camp Kittimer uh, come on over, bring your friends, have some good times, make your own Halloween list and uh, we'll enjoy talking to you over there too. Also, very <laughs> important, we always like to talk about this. Any comments or messages that you leave us are are going to be used in a future episode. Don't think that we're not going to talk about you because we love talking about you because we love hearing from you. Right, Bill? That's right, Dan.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I do have to say for those of you who are either on our Twitter or on our Facebook page – You saw something this week that was pretty cool. Our very own Dan did some amazing (laughs) pumpkin carvings this week. Uh, I know, I think the, the Facebook post is of this recording has been seen by at least 10,000 people and, uh, Star Trek.com, their Twitter actually tweeted out your pumpkin carving of Spock as part of their Halloween tweet. So
0: yeah, I was very, very, um, Touched by that. I love doing carvings every year. It's something I've been doing forever. Um, Anybody who wants to see any of the carvings that I've done over the years on my regular Facebook page, I have an actual jack-o'-lantern carving photo album. But I love doing it. It's just fun. I get the patterns and it's the ones that they're preset patterns and then you just got to carve them out. But I wanted to do you a special carving this year, Bill, as as you just talked about. So the other night it was late. It was like 9.30. I'm like, I got to do this. I just decided to do a Trek Geeks official logo carving which i had a blast doing it's the first <laughs> time i've ever done a freestyle one and i love how it came out and i'm glad that you really liked it too man it was phenomenal
1: it was even great that somebody in the unofficial vegas convention facebook group did one too
0: yeah i thought yeah. that was awesome it's 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 awesome i'm i'm loving it loving it
1: so <laughs> you know dan maybe if you want to uh send me over a couple of those photos from your personal album we'll put those in the post for this week um, but, uh, yeah, go, head on over to our Facebook, take a look at some of the photos. Dan did an outstanding job and we think you'll That's really fun. think it's awesome. So appreciate it. And speaking of awesome, the guys from five year mission, they are phenomenal. And without them, we wouldn't have the music we have for this particular podcast. So please support them. Go out and get yourself a copy of Spock's brain at fiveyearmission.net. And while you're at it, contact creation entertainment. And CBS, whether it's on Twitter or Facebook, and let them know that you want Five Year Mission back as the official house band of the big convention in Vegas in twenty sixteen. At the fiftieth anniversary. I it's mean like two hundred and fifty
0: days away or something, isn't it? Something like that. Like, Jeez. Geez,
1: yeah. <laughs> it's getting close, buddy. <laughs> it is. And we
0: want we want Five Year Mission to be the official house band well in advance so we don't have to worry about it. That's right. <laughs> so Get those tweets sent, people. That's what we're talking about. Yes, sir.
1: (laughs) So we truly thank them for allowing us to use their music each and every week, and we hope that you'll support them and show them some love. But for now, this has been episode 37 in a row. (laughs) And to all of you, we wish you a happy Halloween, and we hope you all live long and prosper.
0: (laughs) Coconut! Coconut!
1: I'm going to see if getting closer helps. Does that sound better? Oh, you sound fine before. Okay, did I?
0: Yeah. Oh but yeah.
1: It's hard to tell from my end cuz I'm on the recording end.
0: Yeah. No, it's it's pretty good. It's it sounds it sounds like the regular office to me.
1: All right.
0: It sounds your voice sounds as crappy as it usually does. Wow. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I can only put up with you for about 60-70 minutes tops and then I have to go wash. What? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you saying because you feel dirty? <laughs> is that I what could, you're saying? Maybe. I'm not going to say that either one way or the other, though. You
1: don't have to, apparently.
0: <laughs> wow. <laughs>
1: so, yeah. wow, it must have been a real challenge for you in Vegas then, huh?
0: Oh, God. It's <sighs> a good thing we don't
1: have any other trips coming up soon.
0: I know, huh? God, it's once a year is all I can handle, man. I know. Shh, tell me good lord. My baby's gonna be heading out to work in a few minutes.
1: Is she working today too?
0: She figured she'd just go to the office and do a few things while I'm here wasting time with you.
1: She probably likes the office better than you and I can't blame her.
0: Honey, do you like the office better than me? No, she said no.
1: She's under duress.
0: She's under duress. (laughs) Okay. Bill thinks so. Yeah. Because he thinks that you don't like me no one else does <laughs> wow huh. did you uh have a lot of people show up yesterday evening uh
1: some probably not as many as
0: normal yeah we uh over the last couple of years we've had a maximum of maybe 3 really so last night we just shut the lights off and and had dinner downstairs and didn't didn't partake
1: i totally would have egged your house had
0: i known that well you figure with the dogs and the doorbell ringing they're gonna go nuts anyway and for the three people it's not worth it so right, we went downstairs and we had a great steak dinner and watched Vampires with James Woods which is hysterically awesome it's a horror movie but he's so funny in it I the John I've... Carpenter oh, okay. it's a John Carpenter movie it's odd. it's really good
1: I was say I don't think I know that one
0: it's good it takes place in New Mexico uh, one of the uh... is it which Baldwin is it hon? Which Baldwin? Daniel Baldwin is in it with him.
1: Um, okay, so not one of the good Baldwins.
0: Right? Oh, not well. Is there one?
1: <laughs> uh, Adam, because he's not related.
0: Oh, okay. Um, and it, it is. It is. If you like horror movie and you like campy horror movies, it's it's good. I liked it.